Pensacola, Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. News Radio 92.3. It's Thursday, so it's time to connect with Lisa Newell. She is the publisher of the Gulf Breeze News. Joins us every uh, week at this time. Hey, Lisa, welcome back. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm great. We had some pretty good soccer news, right? We won. Uh, we won. We are the state champs in 6A. Our girls went down and they faced Miami Lords Academy. They played in the land, and they beat them four to one. That is a huge win. Oh, that's a crush! One, yeah, one player had a hat trick in the first half and got all got three of the points. So, wow, what a what a game! What a game! That's fantastic. We also had a resolution to the uh, city uh, waste hauling contract. Is that right? Yeah, finally they did. Uh, they had put this off for a few times because they had so many things to consider. The recommendation from staff was to go with Waste Pro. But they had to wait until they had uh, 30 days after the bids were received or proposals, I guess you could say, were received before they could actually discuss these things in public. And they did. And it did turn out that every although they were very happy with their previous hauler, they wanted to go with a better price because everyone's getting an increase. But Waste Pro was the lowest of the increases. Uh, and, of course, right. they do service Santa Rosa County, so they're right here. Anyway, that service is going to begin April the 1st. So we've got more information in this week's issue. Um, I want to circle back to the state champions. Yeah. I want to tell you that when they came back home from their trip, they got a police escort across the Pensacola Bay Bridge. Oh, cool. And as they pulled into the field house, they, the two of the uh, Gulf Breeze Volunteer Fire Department trucks were there, you know, making their noises. And there was a, the drum line. Uh, you know, greeting them, lots of parents with posters and, uh, you know, community leaders and school officials. And it was a really, really nice. I, I literally got a little bit choked up. Oh, my gosh. This is such a nice, you know, it's just such a nice community. Yeah. And to see them do that, for their, you know, to the recognition of those girls and their efforts was really, really nice. Heroes welcome. Well-deserved. Now, that's fantastic. Speaking of uh, uh, law enforcement, we had a uh, an officer get promoted, right? We did. Beth Goff, she has she got a very glowing recommendation. Uh, Steph Neff, who is a sergeant who's been with the, the uh, de- department many, many years, could not say enough about Beth Goff. And she has taken the test, which was a very rigorous test. She spent a lot of time learning traffic enforcement and measurements and investigations. And she apparently is also just a joy to work with and has been very instrumental in uh, bringing the morale of the, of the department up, and goodness, also trying to you know recruit new new hires, and so she has been promoted, and so apparently very well deserved. So that's great. She's been officer of the year twice already. Oh wow! As well, wow, that's fantastic. Uh, you've got some good reporting on the county, looking at some different funding mechanisms. That's right. So even though the county is doing great by all accounts and they've had a lot of money, you know, coming in from like the American Rescue Plan or Restore and everything else, looking forward, they're saying there could be some issues if uh, certain things happen. One of them is the governor's uh, tax uh, plan. They are saying that uh, they may look at and they have some other expenses coming up. 
So at their last meeting, they decided to explore different funding mechanisms, one of them being a half-cent sales tax, which we know that has not gone over in the past when it was put to a referendum. Other things would be impact fees, even a toll on the Navarre Beach Bridge. Wow. Okay. Because that needs to be replaced. So there's a lot of yeah. things coming up. And even though, you know, the council or the, or the commissioners, you know, said that we really do not want to raise taxes, but we may have to find money somewhere. So that is all coming up. And that's something we'll be looking forward to uh, finding out more about. We hope it's not something that's going to affect locals. It would be better if it just affected uh, you know, our visitors, but, right. you know, sales tax is sales tax or whatever. We also had a, uh, it's a kind of an anniversary for the Navarre Chamber, which is now just one chamber, right? The chambers have combined, which is, makes more sense, really. Right. Navarre is growing. They've had a lot of uh, things, issues that they, you know, what people have different opinions. They want to do it one way. Other people want to do it another way. But I think everyone has the same goal which is to improve Navarre and make Navarre, you know, a better place to live. Anyway, finally, the chambers did get together. They did have a celebration, 30 years uh, celebration of the original chamber, and some of the uh, founding members were there. It was kind of interesting because Bart Pullum said that his uh, father was instrumental in starting that, that Navarre chamber, and then that night that they started, that, that night his mother's water broke, and he was born the following day. Oh, wow. So he is almost <laughs> as old as... <laughs> He's born to do it. <laughs> That's right. I love it. I thought that was hilarious. That yeah, is, it's very funny. funny. Well, you got splashes inside the paper. You got a story about the new football coach. You got a story about gardening. You got all kinds of stuff. I mean, the paper is always so full of so many things. Uh, Lisa Newell is the publisher of the Gulf Breeze News. She joins us Thursday to give us a little preview of what's in the paper. As always, Lisa, thanks for telling us about our community and for keeping us informed. I appreciate it. All right. I hope to see you in the breeze. Absolutely. Candy now has got traffic on the fives. All right. Taking a look around. Taking a look through Gulf Breeze. Not bad. 98 looking good. That three-mile bridge, of course, just <laughs> beautiful. No problems there. Uh, are, we are watching uh, some traffic backups. Woodbine was backed up almost to Guernsey. This is north of 90. Glover backed up north of Hamilton Bridge Road in Milton. Slow on 98 between Dog Track and Bower. And very slow on Lillian. Single lane traffic at some points as they continue to work on the road. That's between Blue Angel and 98. Watching another accident, Quintet Road and Alderbrook Boulevard in Milton uh, at showing that, but not showing a roadblock. And then 29 in Old Chemstrand uh, showing an accident with no roadblock. Uh, caution, of course, wherever you are, you know that. 437-1620. If you have traffic tips, News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Hey, I've got some tickets for you. If you want to go to the Mobile Boat Show coming up this weekend, I've got a pair of one-day passes. You can go and, uh, to, you know, see the things, put your hands on them, imagine what it could be for you. And, of course, there's special pricing uh, for things there at the show. So here's what you do. You just call me real fast, 437-1620. Caller number three wins a pair of passes to this weekend. One day passes to the Mobile Boat Show at the Mobile Convention Center this weekend. Hey, if you're thinking about that next new vehicle or next used vehicle, because the idea at Frontier Motors is to get new quality at used prices, right? That's the idea. You don't have to pay for the new car. Okay, so you can, uh, you know, save on not having to buy it at its full price. That's kind of the advantage. The other side of that, though, is since they are selling so many good quality used cars, you can also sell to them, right? They have to uh, require, you know, reacquire basically 150 to 200 cars every single month, trucks, vans, whatever. They have to get them from somewhere, leases, auctions, you. So if you want to sell your vehicle, um, you can do it yourself, you know, and all the fun that that can be. <laughs> or you can take it to Frontier Motors if it's 
one, two, three years old, good condition, low miles. Take it to them. They'll buy it. Take it right off your hands and sell it to somebody else who needs it. Uh, if you want a consignment sale, they can do that too. Frontier Motors, serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, right behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. If you run a business, you need to hear this. Hey, I'm Bobby Rossi for ADX Digital. Besides having four great radio stations at ADX Communications, we also have ADX Digital, which is our digital platform to help businesses target customers you want. Your business probably already does social media advertising, and that's great. At ADX Digital, we go beyond the scope of social media. We can turn your business's social media post into an ad that looks just like your post, but we deliver it to thousands of websites and apps based on your target customers using strategies like our online and offline behaviors, keywords, AI, and more. Let our team show you all the different products. We help businesses each day, just like yours. From geofencing your competitors, retargeting, targeting or native display, or running video commercials or connected TVs, take the time to call 850-262-6000 and get all the information you need to make 2023 a great year for your business. Call 850-262-6000 or go to adxdigitalmarketing.com. This is Tort Talk with personal injury lawyer Terrence A. Gross. Hi, this is Terrence A. Gross. Did you know that Floridians can stack uninsured motorist coverage? If you have three vehicles with 25,000 stacking UM, that equates to $75,000 in total coverage. Therefore, always choose stacking coverage if you have more than one vehicle in your household. Tort Talk is brought to you by Terrence A. Gross. Call 434-3333 or check them out at grossandschuster.com. Here are the News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 contest rules. You can win one prize per household per contest in any 30-day period, unless specified by individual contest rules. All prizes on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 are non-transferable, non-redeemable for cash, or exchangeable for any other prize. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 prizes must be redeemed within a 30-day period of winning. For a complete list of rules, visit NewsRadio92.3.com. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Saturdays, you get the Garden Line Encore at 9. At home with Gary Sullivan at 10. Swan Capital at 1. Let's go Pensacola at 4. Sorry. Like sands through the black water, so are the days of our Milton. And now, another episode of City Council Melodrama Theater. Let me explain to you how the county works. The county works that that goes before the committee meeting on a Monday, and then they bring it up for discussion. And once they take it to their actual meeting, their executive meeting, which happens on Thursday mornings uh, twice a month, once they vote on it, it is a done deal. Uh, not exactly. <laughs> That's not quite accurate. Sure, Chapman. Um, talking at the, uh, remember you had in the morning, you had the Santa Rosa County Commission meeting where they were kind of asked about the Whittle Building and they gave their answers. And the Whittle Building, again, is this um, not quite but semi-historic building in Milton that's in dilapidated, dilapidated condition. And um, the county it, the county owns it even though it's in the city. And the county is going to demolish it. It's in line for the Highway 90 widening, so it would have to go away eventually anyway, but that's 10 years from now. Um, the people who want to keep that building say they want to keep it for historic preservation reasons or 
getting it on the tax rolls again or, you know, whatever. But a lot of those people are also in favor of stopping the Highway 90 widening. And um, I think it's accurate to say that the Widow Building is a proxy for the uh, opposition of the Highway 90 widening, which I understand both sides of that. I, I don't really have a strong view one way or the other, except that we've not planned ourselves well, and that's why we're in this position to begin with. Um, but Roxanne Meese, City Councilman Roxanne Meese, had wanted to send a letter to the county. Hey, reconsider this, please. Don't tear it down. People do not want that Whittle building torn down. Um, they want, I would like for the council to be able to ask the city commission if they would consider not tearing it down and allowing someone possibly to purchase it, to do a renovation on it. It would save them the cost of having to tear it down and they would be renovated. Yeah, and then you'd get, you know, a business or something or a general store, Jack Sanborn from Adventures Unlimited has proposed. Um, and that's when Sherry Chapin jumped in and said, hey, this is a done deal. You can't do nothing to stop it. And they have voted on it and they have told multiple well, I say multiple. There's a little group of citizens from the city that want to keep this. And they have told them multiple times it's a done deal. Because? The only way that they can reverse that decision, the county commission doesn't do it. It must go to court. And I don't think, and we have told people this, and... In order for, yeah, Mr. Andretti, it's part of the ordinance. Once they make the decision and the county votes on it, you need to get with Mr. Danheiser because this is this is exactly what we have been told. I don't think that's accurate. And that's why Alex Andrade, who is the city uh, attorney, uh, his city attorney <laughs> is kind of like shaking his head at her like, no, you have this wrong. They can reconsider a vote at any time. Um, and she's saying that they have been told they, the, the, the county commission cannot change its mind on this. And then when he's kind of, you know, kind of saying no to her with his eyes, she's like, oh, yes, it is. That's exactly right. Once the decision is voted on by the council, then it is a done deal. They don't bring it back up. You can't have a citizen, they make a decision and a citizen bring it back up. It doesn't happen. They are told you have to, you can't file a grievance unless it is your property. They can bring it back up. Uh, they've been, you know, uh, James Calkins has been trying to bring it back up and it's well within their power if they want to reconsider, they certainly can. And I'm telling you this because citizens have filed lawsuits because they have been told by the county that's what they have to do. And they are sitting in the courthouse at this time with the clerk of the court. So don't tell me no unless you are damn positive because I am damn positive. <laughs> You're damn misinformed about that, I'll say. Mayor Pro Tem, uh, yes. just to clarify, the county commission has plenary authority to change their mind. Um, and that's the only point that should be clarified is the county commission can change their mind. Whether or not they will is subject to whether or not advocacy efforts change their mind. Yes, sir. Thank yeah, I mean, I don't – sometimes people just get some idea and then run with it with no – look, the reason Alex is trying to tell her – no, that's not right, <laughs> is to save her from embarrassing herself by saying, well, I am damn positive this is right. Well, no, it's not. They can change their – if they can't change their mind, like if city council can't change their mind, why do you keep lobbying them for done deals like the wastewater treatment plant? Political entities like a legislative body can always be persuaded to change their mind. That's what citizens can try to do. I, I don't know. Just people get the weirdest ideas. So there you go. That's your brief edition of, uh, you know, the drama for the day. Anyway.
I need a little more. I'll <laughs> bring it to you when we have it. I'm sure there will be some. All right, Kane, let's give them traffic on the fives. All right, let's do it. As we take a look around, uh, watching a, a few accidents now to be aware of. Highway 90 in Beulah Road, a crash with a roadblock, and as you can imagine, a pretty busy intersection. <laughs> so caution there, of course. Um, uh, 29-year-old Chemstrand showing an accident with no roadblock this morning. Quintet and Alderbrook, looks like that accident has been moved off to the side. Uh, single lane traffic again on Lillian between Blue Angel and 98. They're working on the road and slow between uh, Dog Track and Bauer on 98. Traffic tips 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. We have gotten two of my favorite texts all time in the last hour. Oh, cool. The one we just got was, aw, it's just a whittle building, not a big one, so who cares? <laughs> Nice. And somebody else, we were talking about the um, the governor who was in drag back in the day during mm-hmm. the Powder, Puff, Powder Puff football game, like mm-hmm. in high school. And somebody said, Powder Puff football is now called the Pro Bowl. <laughs> it is, wow. though. I know. Brutal. David Wayne's and in the I newsroom the with listeners. our headlines. I love Dave, listeners, yeah, they're yeah. the best. Way yeah. snarkier than we are. Go ahead, David. <laughs> The defense in the Alex Murdaugh double murder trial is going to begin its closing arguments here this hour. Yesterday, jurors in the case visited the South Carolina property where Murdaugh's wife and son were killed in June of 2021. The U.S. Secretary of State reiterating uh, the country's support for Ukraine to his Russian counterpart. A State Department official said Antony Blinken spoke with Sergei Lavrov for about 10 minutes at a meeting of the G20 foreign ministers today. And there's a new study out that determined who has the healthiest fast food cheeseburger all across the nation. And that honor belongs to Whataburger. Yes! They got a a rating of 8.4 out of 10 on the, I don't know what it's called. I'm going to call it the healthometer. I like that. Yeah. I believe believe it's it's pronounced healthometer. Healthometer. Uh, analysts looked at data from uh, all sorts of different fast food restaurants. The rankings were based on sugar, fat, salt, and calorie content. And uh, taking second place was In-N-Out. Oh, the, the California thing. California, yeah. Have, have either of you ever? I've I had, never have. I was unimpressed. I've, I've I don't there. get it. It's a cult. I'll yeah, say it. it I'll was, say it. it was In-N-Out good, Burger is a cult of California. It's no, it's no Whataburger. No, okay. that's right. No, yeah, Whataburger is the bomb. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. The, the healthometer. <laughs> Well done, David. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> 829 on News Radio 923. Oh, um, by the way, I don't do a lot of this, but I every day I have in my uh, stuff that I create is all the like what happened this day in history. Oh, sure. And sometimes they're really fascinating. Like Yahoo uh, was incorporated, take guess on a year. I, uh, let's see, uh, 96. Oh, really close, 95. Well done. Oh, I was going to say that was one of my first email addresses. Compact yeah. discs uh, and players first released in the United States and other markets. They had been previously available only in Japan. Take a guess. What year? Uh, compact discs? Yeah. 88. 83. Okay. 83. Uh, Will Chamberlain got that 100-point game. Uh, you know, uh, the uh, JFK, that was in 62 and 61. JFK announced the creation of the Peace Corps. Uh, King Kong opened at New York's Radio City Music Hall in 1933. U.S. Steel was formed in 1901. And 216 years ago, the United States Congress passed the act prohibiting the importation of slaves. Oh, great. Uh, disallowing the importation of new slaves into the country. Uh, as Hold you on, might, DeSantis is on the if you, if you might If you might remember <laughs> your history, that didn't settle the issue entirely for us. Uh, but that was, that was when that ban went into place. Uh, David, what do you have coming up in your news, sir? Some reaction from Superintendent Tim Smith to Michelle Salzman calling for his resignation. That after Fox. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. 
For the first time in person since before the Russian invasion of Ukraine a year ago, Secretary of State Antony Blinken's met briefly with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov at a G20 summit in India. A senior U.S. official saying Secretary Blinken made three points, that the U.S. would support Ukraine as long as it takes, that Russia should get back on board with the New START nuclear treaty, and that Moscow should release the detained American Paul Whelan. Fox's Jonathan Savage, a five-year veteran of the Chicago Police Force, has been killed in a shootout. The suspect he was chasing in critical condition. Fox's Todd Pyro. Hundreds of Chicago police officers gathering on the street to salute the ambulance, carrying the body of their colleague to the medical examiner's office. The department calling it a tremendous loss. We'll try to get through this. It's a very difficult time for Chicago Police Department. That's Police Commissioner David Brown. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 831. News Radio 92.3, I'm David Wayne. Right now, 74, mostly cloudy in Pensacola. State Representative Michelle Salzman says she wants Escambia County School Superintendent Dr. Tim Smith to resign. Smith sat down with Channel 3 yesterday and shared his thoughts. I'm just not going to resign because we've got a strategic plan that we've been putting in place. There are many good programs, and I need to carry those out. Smith also says he's committed and dedicated to his initiatives to improve the district's performance. Salzman sent out a letter to the Escambia School Board yesterday asking for Smith to resign with 90 days' notice. She cited performance issues at Warrington Middle School, which is now being converted to a charter school after receiving failing grades for several years, general discipline issues, workforce issues, and the health and well-being of students. School board member Kevin Adams has proposed returning the district to an elected superintendent system, which voters uh, voted to move away from in 2020. It's March. You know what that means. Spring breakers are going to be rolling into Gulf Coast beaches as soon as this weekend. Sheriff's offices in both Okaloosa and Walton counties say they've got a zero, zero, excuse me, zero tolerance approach this year uh, for crime, including underage possession of alcohol. They say they'll have all their deputies working to keep everything orderly. Last year, Walton County made more than 1,100 arrests over spring break. Okaloosa County made 650. There's some disturbing new details about an alleged sexual assault in Milton earlier this week. 39-year-old Johnny Ray Browder was arrested Tuesday. This is after deputies and SWAT teams responded to his home. According to an arrest report, uh, the alleged assault began on Sunday and lasted for more than 60 hours. Browder accused of beating, sexually assaulting, and threatening to kill the victim. Eventually, the woman was able to escape the bedroom that the assault is alleged to have happened in and asked someone else in the house for help before collapsing. She was taken to the hospital for injuries, which police do say included two black eyes. Right now, no word on her current condition. Browder being held with no bond at the Santa Rosa County Jail. Crime victim advocates are protesting against tort reform bills that they believe could re-victimize future victims. Renee Williams says the proposed legislation would result in more crime as businesses would have less incentive to invest in security. Perpetrators scope out locations. They know what security is available. They know where the video cameras are. And so when businesses start to roll back on their security measures, perpetrators are going to choose businesses that have lower measures. The bill adopts uh, the widely used modified comparative negligence system, ensuring a plaintiff who is more at fault for their own injuries than the defendant may not recover damages. It also establishes uniform standards to assist juries in calculating the accurate value 
of medical damages in personal injury and wrongful death suits. Well, if you're looking at heading to Pensacola Beach or Fort Pickens this weekend and you want to get there in a different way, ferry service is back as of this weekend. The Pensacola Bay City Ferry Cruises are returning for the uh, the upcoming weekend. They'll have service between downtown Pensacola, Pensacola Beach, and now, for the first time since Hurricane Sally, Fort Pickens. They'll have all-day free parking available at each of those three cruise departure sites. Tickets, $30 for adults, $24 for senior citizens, disabled people and students, and $20 for kids. Now, kids two and under can ride for free. It's 835 at News Radio 92.3, and Candy has a look at our traffic on the fives. Uh, a few accidents uh, to watch out for this morning, and most have been moved off to the side, but this just uh, happened. It's Highway 90 and Beulah Road. Showing a roadblock earlier, it may have been, uh, may have been moved off, but uh, it says the roadway is clear now. We'll see. 29 Old Chemstrand showing an accident. That has been moved off to the side. Uh, Quintet and Alderrook uh, showing an accident, but that also has been moved off. Now, uh, you do want to watch for... Um, uh, Lillian, uh, between Blue Angel and 98, still single lane traffic as they work on the road. And traffic tips, text them in 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We're going to be seeing a warm and cloudy day today with temperatures warming near 80 degrees, 20% chance of a stray shower. Overnight tonight, showers and thunderstorms will build in. A few storms could be strong. Lows tonight near 72 degrees and storms continue for Friday morning. Rain chance on Friday near 40% with a high near 79. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. It's mostly cloudy, 74 right now in Pensacola. This is Mike Wiggins. I don't have to tell you that winter can be tough on our lawns and gardens, but there is much to be done, such as planting winter annuals and getting ready for spring. And remember, if you've got lawn and garden questions, we've got the answers on The Guard Line every Tuesday morning from 9 until 10 and 8 to 9 on Saturdays. The Garden Line, only on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The Pensacola State College Charter Academy is looking for highly motivated high school students that would like to earn their high school diploma, transferable college credits, and their associate's degree simultaneously for free. Students will experience a rigorous curriculum and career exploration that will prepare them for the next step in life and will have access to state-of-the-art technology. You can attend one of the Charter Academy's information sessions and open house at the Warrington campus in March. Visit charteracademy.pensacolastate.edu for more. Your money now. Stocks opening up this morning. The Dow Jones up 76 points at 32,769. Uh, S&P down 22 points, though, 3,934.25. And the NASDAQ is uh, opening down 103.50 at 11.275.99. Elon Musk is no longer the world's richest person. The Tesla CEO did rise to number one on the Bloomberg Millionaires Index earlier this week, but then yesterday he lost nearly $2 billion after traders were disappointed by his Tesla Investors Day presentation. The U.S. Postal Service buying over 9,000 electric vehicles from Ford. The e-transit battery electric vehicles will be delivered to USPS starting in December. The Postal Service also buying components for 14,000 charging stations. And a new report says Americans lost a record-breaking $8.8 billion to scams last year. 
New data from the Federal Trade Commission shows reported fraud losses increased more than 30% in 2022 from the year prior, despite the number of fraud reports decreasing. 838, your next news at 9, breaking news anytime. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. What is News Radio 92.3? Informative, local, and dependable news from WEAR-TV and the News Radio News Team. Informative, local, and dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi. Informative, local, and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive. Informative, local, and dependable weather. Informative, local, and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike. That's what News Radio 92.3 is. Informative, local, dependable. Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> I admire your deductive processes. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Oh, idiot. Food fight! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. All right, we're gonna do it again. You ready? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wade into dangerous territory here. I'm gonna publicly disagree with my wife about something. It was her suggestion. Okay, she gave me the frivolous topic. Oh, okay. I was gonna so, say, do you have you Autumn know, Blackledge t- on dial up? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just no. kidding. I'm just kidding. So yesterday it was the uh, balder or folded socks. Right, right, right. Which we follow up that conversation at home, and all my I kids went and think reorganized I'm an idiot. everything yesterday. Did you too? That's what you were talking. And all right, so anyway. today is another laundry-ish related question. Okay, because um, she does the laundry. I can do the laundry. I just haven't done it in twenty-five years. Um, I used to do my own. I know how. A long time ago. Well, anyway, the one of us. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, here's a question: When you launder a sweatshirt, or more specifically, a sweater, mm-hmm. okay. When you're getting ready to return that to the place where you store it, I will be very vague again. Where do you put it? And how do you store it? 437-1620-437-1620. Do you, I'll give you an A, hang a sweater on a hanger in your closet, or B, fold it, and then store it, let's imagine, in a drawer or perhaps on a shelf or, you know, some kind of a cubby or something like that. 437-1620, What is the right way to store the cleaned sweatshirts and sweaters in the closet, in the bureau, whatever the, you know, your chest of drawers, whatever the case may be? Candy? Um, I put it on the top of my closet because I don't have room for it in the dresser drawers. I only have two dresser drawers even though I've been married for, never mind. Okay. <laughs> It's a thing, dude. Valentine's Day has passed. Um, okay, so <sighs> I know. so, but on a shelf, not on a hanger. On, on a shelf, no. I just don't have room. I, but I don't wear. But you know me too. You don't like wear I, a lot of sweaters I always dress. Uh, right. People always accuse, people think I'm homeless sometimes when I walk into places. It's a, it's I told a style. You the story. And it's, it's a style. Not on purpose. I don't do that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but anyway, I don't dress nice, so I don't think about it. So all right, four three seven sixteen twenty four three seven sixteen twenty. Um, I am an adamant opponent of using a hanger for a sweater. Simple reason. Why? Stretches them out, and you get those little peaky tips in the shoulders. Yeah. You know, because- Do you look, want those? No, I don't want that. That's the point. So I don't put them on hangers. Oh, sure. I fold them, and then typically just stack them somewhere. You know, I, I also, not in the drawers, because, you know, my chest of drawers is filled with all the stuff I can't throw out any other way. Um, so I right. it's in my closet in, like, cubbies or on shelves or something like that. Uh, stack three, four, ten deep. But, you know, the point is on a shelf flat. Because surely stack 10 deep on a shelf flat is going to produce less problems 
Right, wrinkles. then you have to pull them out. Then, I, then the ones who had then the little peak at the corner where it like is distorted a little bit because it was hanging with all of its weight off of the hanger. Okay, my ex Ray, who's fine or whatever, yeah, yeah. but like I, he had this favorite sweater, and we had just moved into this house, Uh-oh. and they left the hanger, and it had like Uh-oh. the curls up top. I know you can see where this is going, mm. and so I was really excited. Like, man, I hung up all our clothes, I finished laundry, and it had been sitting there. And uh, those little points, like he looked like he was in Wizard of Oz. You know what I mean? And you remember him? He was like six foot twenty. That the like, hanger right. in the closet. Right. It just looked. Idiotic, or like he was a villain in Flash Gordon. Away. No, they, they, there was no way. Right. I tried watering, and so so my ironing. wife, my wife is a hanger. She hangs oh. all of her sweaters, and she always and looks she's, nice. And she and she says, "I don't understand the problem. I never have this problem with my sweaters." I'm like, "Well, sweetheart, thank you for not putting mine on hangers." But I do have this problem, and I don't know why the difference is. But there you go. She's a little tiny. Somebody thing. I can see somebody her here says, um, "Your mom hangs mine up." <laughs> Nice. Nice. Somebody says, depending on the fabric, I hang it or I fold it if it'll stretch. Uh, Somebody here says, uh, option A. What was option A? Option A was the hanger, I think, wasn't it? Or is it? I don't remember. Uh, 437, 1620. I store mine in the dryer. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, I do too. Yes. Uh, I stored them in the dryer, uh, and now that my wife does the laundry. Somebody here, um, seriously, Andrew, who in Pensacola has a sweater? I'm from the north. I like wearing sweaters. I go out of my way to wear a sweater when it's 60. These are the out. best texts I've ever seen. Who in Pensacola has a sweater? The only sweater I have is used for the cat to sleep on. <laughs> nice. Uh, sweaters are hung in the closet. Sweatshirts are folded on the closet shelf. Hoodies, wherever. That's exactly backward. I don't think sweatshirts stretch that way. Mm-hmm. Sweatshirts don't acquire the peaked shoulders or whatever uh but sweaters are definitely so that's exactly um, yeah i don't know i don't know what you're doing here this person uh four three seven that's okay four three seven sixteen twenty hanging stretches sweaters amen they get folded in the dresser they said uh fold them hangers pull the fabric see see that's right and i'm gonna definitely not be able to win this argument this afternoon um <laughs> you can go home and you take my evidence back which will be i don't care um never hang a sweater it'll stretch out on a shelf or a cabinet you never see sweaters on a hanger in a store uh, that yeah right they're always folded on the table oh um, except about the goodwills and you know thrift shops but then you know what always happens they always have a shape distortion to them because they're always hanging there well plus Some, they've been hanging on other people yeah well there's two uh, yeah. sweaters get folded on the shelf non hooded sweatshirts get hung while hoodies get folded I think I probably do it that way as well uh, somebody says you need to buy better hangers. <laughs> It does make a difference. Maybe, that's hundred percent true. All right, that's fair enough. My my wife, I, I was actually talking with her about this yesterday, and she's like, you know, when we met, you were hanging everything, and you were hanging them on metal hangers back in the day when you had wire hangers. And then I think my my grandmother back like forty years ago had made a bunch of those like vinyl wrapped laced macrame covered kind of ones. Everybody's grandma did it. With that's a right. Yeah, yeah, they were fantastic. Were they great? Um, right? You can't get can't find those anymore. Somebody here says, "What's a sweater? I live in Pensacola." So- <laughs> Best texts ever. Use padded sweater hanger. Oh, I'm definitely not investing in a whole new kind of hanger to solve this problem. Um, no, so right. like, he's right. They're, oh, so you were right. that one guy I saw in a sweater at the Civic Center that one time. <laughs> People are the best. You know, I usually like to say that I feel very welcomed in Pensacola. Not today. Um, somebody says no sweater can be well hung. Well, that is a unique way to say it. Uh, you, <laughs> you can you. Use yeah, the mics are off. Time to go. Uh, use wider padded hangers to hang at the seams. This avoids the Oz shoulder distortion syndrome, which I think is the official name of this. And then finally, absolutely no metal hangers. 
There you go. 846 on News Radio 92.3. Another marital dispute not solved. Oh, there Candy's you go. Candy's got traffic on the phone. And look at the nice homage to Joan uh, Crawford. Oh. No wire hanger. Remember? Did you ever see Mommy Dearest? Oh, no. It's not one I know very well. Okay. Oh, I know enough. it very well. Got and it. it's not, not because I was abused or anything. It's just such a campy, good movie. Got it. Uh, Quintet and Alderbrook showing an accident. Moved off to the side. 90 and Beulah. It looks like that roadway is clear now. And on Highway 29 and Old Chemstrand showing an accident, but also moved off to the side. Slow on 98 between Dog Track and Bower and single lane traffic still. Lillian between Blue Angel and 98 as they work on the roads. Ryan, thank you for calling it in. Four three seven sixteen twenty. You can text if you have a traffic tip. News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local, dependable. Join Independence for the Blind for the annual Eyeball March eleventh at the Hilton on Pensacola Beach. Six o'clock. I'll be emceeing. So come hang out with me that day. Change lives. Sponsor table. Purchase tickets. Bid on items. Get more details at News Radio ninety two three. Dot com And also, uh, Leadership Pensacola, the two-class projects, Leap for Change, are going to provide basic needs, including food, hygiene products, clothing, and other necessities to local organizations that serve families and children living in Pensacola. Again, to find out more and to donate, go to NewsRadio923.com. As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate. Managing staff, growing your business, training new hires, and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. An IRS-certified PEO, Avalon HR can help from running your payrolls, submitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. The Mobile Boat Show opens this weekend with all the new 2023 boat models and brands in one place for easy comparison shopping. One weekend only at the Mobile Convention Center. It's the biggest indoor show on the Gulf Coast with the best prices of the year on new boats, accessories, tackle, and more. Whether you fish the Gulf or cruise the bay, you'll find a boat that fits your budget. The Mobile Boat Show is the place to find all you need to get out on the water. And it's fun for the whole family. This weekend at the Mobile Convention Center. Join Bob Burgi, Senior Wealth Advisor of Alpha Star Wealth Management, Monday at 9 on News Radio 923 for Your Money Matters on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Remember, it's not about what you make, it's about what you keep and eventually pass on to the folks you love. Learn how to take financial control, avoid unnecessary taxes, and combat the latest threats to your retirement savings. Bob will be taking your calls and questions Monday at 9 with Alpha Star Wealth Management on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Dependable traffic on the fives with local news at the top and bottom of each hour on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. She got styling on the wall, beetles in a box, flags in the hall, Leon on and a lock, it's styling on the wall, beetles in a box, flags in the hall, So two balls, no strikes to the most valuable player for the National League in 2022, Paul Goldschmidt. Deep in the box, holds the bat over his shoulder, waits on another pitch, and he hits one into left center field. This ball is going back at the track, at the track. Robles is there. He leaps. He can't get it. It's a home run as Paul Goldschmidt hits one in the left center field. Arenado waits on the first pitch. He swings and hits one in the center field. Robles goes back at the wall. He's at the track, and that one is gone. 
back-to-back home runs for the Cardinals. Okay, not the fact that it's the Cardinals, but I'm just so happy to have baseball again. <laughs> Even though it's spring training, the games don't count. It's just, what? That look was not supportive. No, and I think March, I feel I think, marginalized. That's a hurtful look. No, I like baseball. Whatever. I love Wahoos. And I love eating. I saw your face. No, because I, I I'm the only one that thinks of March Madness. Well, no, that's coming. I know. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's spring training. Of it we doesn't got the, matter. And of course, we get, you know, you know, that's true. And we, of course, like we have these Sunbelt conferences in town right now. Yes. You know, playing games all this week. No, that's fair. That's fair. But well, I do like your Cardinals. <laughs> yes. Very excited. No, it is I fun. Just, Spring's here. It just makes me happy. It really is. Yeah. It's like when I've, when I have earned my way through all of my Supreme Court oral arguments and my city council meetings and my Milton city council meetings and my county commission meetings and my school board meetings and my Tallahassee legislator meetings, and I have a spare moment to myself. I like to listen to some baseball. Sorry. It's just my happy place. Mm-hmm. 851 on News Radio 923. Uh, what else do we have going on? Oh, this is kind of a big news thing yesterday. Eli Lilly announced that they were capping um, insulin at $35, $35 a month. 35 bucks. That's it's so good great. Good for them. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well done. You know, I'm that's gonna that's a big difference for an awful lot of people. That is absolutely a big difference for an awful lot of people. Uh, another thing, oh, this is a bill we we didn't really do. I'm not gonna do the who filed at this time because you'll know the answer to this. Ugh. Um this is actually this is a very complicated topic. It's going to seem obvious at first to you that this is the right thing to do, but I think there's more to be said about it. Uh, Jonathan Martin, who's a Republican uh, legislator, he's a state senator, he's filed SB 1342. It's uh, a pretty serious subject. Um, capital sexual battery, meaning that rape of a minor under the age of 12 would now become eligible for the death penalty, which... This Good. is a complicated topic, I think, because almost everybody, I would hope, says, hell yeah. But but there's a there's a cautionary note here, okay? And, and the, the cautionary note, the as I understand it, uh, somebody in law enforcement, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I have always understood this is the reason you typically don't, and, and it's got all the other, you know, aggravating factors and the standard things that go into a death penalty, you know, sentencing that would require a verdict of eight, uh, which is the new way we're going to do it in Florida is you got to have eight, not unanimous. Anyway, when that finally comes to pass, uh, that's another bill filed this year. The, um, the, the, the problem with making sexual assault against minors a capital offense is that you incentivize these monsters to kill their victims because then there's nobody to testify. You are right. And I hate that you have to think that way about some of these things, but, you know, at least, and I know most predators don't think they're ever going to get caught. Okay, so there's that too. But um, if you make it a capital offense, then you, at least historically, this has been the thinking of why you don't make these um, capital offenses is because you then give them an incentive to eliminate the witnesses, which is, it, I mean, it's just, it's an awful part of humanity that we even have to think and talk about this kind of stuff because it's horrendous. But uh, I'm just saying we have this conversation about whether that's going to, that's that's going to be one of the things that gets brought up, okay, is, you know, whether that is actually better in the long run for deterrence, catching, prosecuting, all that kind of stuff. 8.53 on News Radio 92.3. Uh, what else do we have going on? Um, what the... Um, Oh, I did not mention this earlier. It was actually Lisa Newell who reminded me of it. And this is one of those, like, I didn't even know this was a thing, but I guess it's like a pilot program or something. But we have a thing now where they're advocating that you don't mow the lawn in March. Like, this is actually a thing that the um, the uh, the extension service has put out, is that they want you to not mow your lawn in March as a way to 
foster the pollinators. Basically, to give them the opportunity to, you know, grow and develop or whatever. Of course, the rest of us are like, oh, I don't have to mow my lawn in March. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. my God, it's a day off, right? Um, but the University of Florida IFAS extension agent on the project, um, we got this note in yesterday from um, uh, Kirsten Ramagera, who is the PR person for this or for uh, UF uh, IFAS, says uh, March is really as simple as it sounds. During the month of March, people are encouraged to leave their lawns alone in a bid to help pollinators return to activity after the winter months end to kind of, you know, kickstart their activity or whatever. It's a pilot program. It's brand new this year and exclusive to the Panhandle. So it's something they're actually trying in our area. Uh, there's a whole news release about it, but it didn't have a lot of extra information. But um, even if mowing is a requirement for your community, maybe there are ways you can uh, participate. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's just kind of a recommendation is uh, how you can promote uh, pollinators in our areas and, you know, not mowing for the month. Oh, darn. <laughs> I mean, I have kids. I'm the kids mow. But still, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll take the news. It's 855 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Oh, no, time for traffic first. <clears throat> it's okay. No big deal. You know, it's just buttons. Uh, traffic. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I kind of like you with the DeLorean sounder, though. You like that? Yeah, I know. Cool. I like Where we're going, we don't need roads. There you go. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Very slow on 98 between Dog Track and Bower still. And single lane traffic on Lillian between Blue Angel and 98. Uh, uh, stop and go, of course, they're working on the road. Traffic tips 437 1620. It's News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. All right. I'm going to say this the one time, and it's going to be the only time I'm going to be able to say this out loud, but here goes. When I expressed an uncertainty about the film Mommy Dearest, a good friend of mine texted and said, you've lost your Gen X card. Yes, you have. To which my response is, okay, boomer. (laughs) I just lost a friend. Lost two friends. (laughs) Yes. How do you? I go. I was just on HBO all the time, and I just just gaps. We had always joked around. You know what to tell you. Know why you're hangers? Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the dirt. I got you. I don't understand movie. that reference. Because it's her. She's she's a clean freak. She's like Dana Cervantes, but meaner. So there was an interesting note about the military and the renaming of a ship, which, you know, we've talked many times about the renaming of things that the military is going through, and I'm generally against it uh, because I just, you know, you honor your history, you, you, you teach around your history, you don't, you know, sanitize your history. But this one, this one is particularly interesting. Um, uh, you've got uh, uh, Dar- Carlos del Toro, who's the um, uh, um, the, dire- the Secretary of the Navy. Um, he's the one that was in that speech that I played for you last week, all the things about the Navy. Anyway, um, he's announced that they're renaming the guided missile cruiser the USS Chancellorville. If you don't know Chancellorville, that was a battle in 1863, um, which, despite heavy casualties, was General Lee's greatest victory. So we have a ship named after a victory by the Southern by General Lee, right? And that's where the issue came in. Uh, also, by the way, um, Thomas Stonewall Jackson got wounded in that, shot by his own men after being mistaken for Union cavalry and died a week after the battle. Anyway, that's that's just backdrop. So that ship is going to be renamed. It's going to be renamed for a guy named Robert Smalls who is a former slave who had been conscripted into Confederate service in 1862. He then stole a Confederate steamer ship and escaped from Charleston, turned the ship over to the Union Navy. And he goes on to become a brigadier general of the South Carolina militia and served in the South Carolina legislature in the U.S. House of Representatives for five terms. So here's the thing. They're going to rename the Chancellorville as the Smalls. And what's weird about this is not that particularly, but that the Chancellor was going to get decommissioned in three years anyway. So it's kind of out the door getting renamed as something else. And I 
I think there's a little bit of finger in the eye here of like, oh, you want to name it for us? We're going to take away your Southern battle and we're going to rename it for a guy who, you know, fled the Southern Army in order to, or the Navy in order to help the Northern Navy. So I think this guy should get a ship named after maybe a class of ships. Okay. Uh, I don't think this renaming makes sense. I wouldn't argue for renaming anyway, but why would you rename it for somebody and only give them three years on the name? That's weird. That's that's a little hinky to me. All right, there you go. That's your kind of military, navy, uh, north-south story for the day. Time for now, future news. Future news, when Candy and I tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Um, all right, the, um, the county and uh, United Way of West Florida are... Uh, getting together today to basically figure out who's going to handle the 988 calls. Right. Um, if somebody calls 211 and they're really imminently, urgently suicidal, they'll forward them to 911. Somebody calls 911 and they really just need counseling for suicide, they'll go to 211 through the 988 program. Uh, is this going to save lives? Yes. Absolutely. 100%. This is a good. This is a good thing. This is some government doing a smart thing for sure. Uh, Tim Smith, superintendent. Um, do you think we have a new superintendent come the fall? No. You know. I, without taking a position on whether that's the right choice, I do actually think that that's what's going to happen. I do think um, the school board, um, which is why I think if they're going to do anything, that would be the thing to do, not to go back to another. Local talk in the.